listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Welcome to the One Take Podcast. This week we are talking about the Oscars, otherwise known as the year, or colon, the year, everything, everywhere, all at once, totally dick slapped the competition. Thank you for coming. Just just dick all over the place. Just Historical crazy. domination. Just beating the fuck out of people with a dildo on stage. <laughs> Quite literally, like as in the movie. The... Um, this is episode 140, but it's all, we're not reviewing a movie. This is all Oscars talk here, folks, as we've been known to do for the past, god damn, we've been doing this show for three years. Oh, yeah. oh no. Anyway. Um, <laughs> My favorite yeah. episode of every year. <laughs> the Oscars episode. This year, um, you may or may not heard have heard, we didn't have anybody slap anybody. Yeah, and Oscars without incident. I I like that bit at the end. very buttoned up Oscars. The the most controversial thing that happened outside of the actual awards was, uh, I think somebody being an asshole on the red carpet, but they weren't really an asshole, and that was who was Hugh that? Grant. That was Hugh, Hugh Grant, Grant being British on the red carpet was the biggest flaw of the ceremony. Yeah. I missed I this entirely. Was, I have no idea. I what think that was too bad. About. He didn't do. He didn't. He was just sarcastic, and people were like, "What an asshole!" <laughs> just like, uh, you know. I I saw the clip, and I was like, "No, he's just British. That's this. It's, it's fine. It's the whole thing." Um. Yeah. So we can talk about the ceremony a little bit. It, we do this for the awards, not necessarily for because look, at this point, if you're complaining about the Oscars not being an entertaining award show, I don't know what to tell you, man. Kind of on you. At this yeah. Point. Yeah, we're we're watching this for hot people being famous on stage, although they were severely like, yeah, tame, like Tej was saying. Very uh, tame. You could tell they did not want people to be interacting too much with other people. Don't be out here acting a fool. <laughs> somebody might get the shit slapped out of them again, and they couldn't have that again. So it was very bunned up. Um, but yeah, we are just going literally going to talk about the sheer dominance. Ooh. Of a film that we told y'all Check exactly a year ago was going to dominate, or should at the very least dominate. That's if it, we lived in a just world, and it turns out hey, we kind of do. Sometimes we do, uh, depending on who you ask. Uh, don't ask Angela Bassett today. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> Or anyone that made Tar or The Fableman. Oh, buddy. We, oh. We, <laughs> holy oh. sh- Can we, just off the top, I gotta say, Tar and The Fableman's both walking away with nothing kind of makes me sad. Not it made me of, very sad. It makes me very sad because Tar, legitimately one of the best films I've seen in years. And The Fableman's is also some real fucking cinema and Steven Spielberg deserved a little bit of something. Anything like tonight gave, or last they night? They gave my guy uh, nothing. They showed Steven Spielberg on camera no less than six or seven times, and he left empty-handed. 
Remember, guys, Steven's here. Hey, Steven, because none of the old people, none of the old people, were like, "Nah, I'm not coming to that. No thanks. We know what's gonna happen. We've seen all the other industry awards." And Steven was like, "I guess." <laughs> At know? least Tom Just Cruise had the dignity there. to cancel on them. Tom Cruise said, "No, actually, I will not be there." Y'all I'm, not gonna give y'all gonna give Top Gun one award for sound? No, no, I'm not gonna be there. Well, thank for you. I'm, I'm gonna make Mission Impossible A. Thank you. <laughs> um, no, I think it really it, the the entire narrative that we had been saying on this podcast that it, it was going to probably run the gauntlet. Uh, it was nominated for eleven awards, I believe. Yeah, one seven, everything everywhere all at once, and uh, yeah, it literally becomes the first picture first movie ever in the history of 95 of them things to win three acting awards and best picture <laughs> insane and best director Crazy. well yeah and i'm gonna say it won all of the above the line awards yeah. it won best writing which it is went, a thing yeah, that people what, care five about five for six in the big six <laughs> and they didn't have one nomination they didn't have one of the things they didn't get nominated. <laughs> they didn't have anybody eligible for best actor. They probably would have won that too. Like they probably would have just took everything. Yeah. Right. I, uh, and really there's only one win out of the bunch that I'd have any gripe with at all. Like same to be real. Yeah. Like it's yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. win. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about it. Um, Kiwi Kwan uh, wins for best supporting actor. That was the first award given out. Or actually, was the first award given out animation? No, the first award given out was to Pinocchio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ciao, Papa. It was... Uh, Ciao, <laughs> Papa. A movie I still haven't seen, but I've heard great things. Me neither. But I heard the song. The song fucking slaps. It's a great um, song. Guillermo Dortel, del Toro continues stacking up awards for movies that, like, 10 people have seen. I think a lot of people <laughs> saw that Pinocchio movie, but I will say... I mean, it's like, on Netflix, but, like, it could have went... If they didn't put... Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio on there. You wouldn't have known it was made by him. You would have not had no idea. It's also hilarious that Netflix had two movies win tonight. Uh, one for uh, Pinocchio and a couple, a lot of under the uh, line wins for All Quiet. Uh, that they, they were not pushing for these awards no. uh, like like six months ago. They were not thinking that these were going to be the, the the runners, but these were the ones that caught on with the Academy, and so that's what happened. Fucking Bardo got nominated for Best Cinematography, and I was like, oh yeah, that movie exists. <laughs> that was Bart, a thing. They tried. <laughs> um, no, so Kiwi Kwan, deservedly so. I mean, talk about running the gauntlet. My man put up wilt numbers in the awards season. He it was unbelievable. Like everyone, everything. Like 98% of like every award body in the country gave him best supporting actor yeah right lots of locks no, going into the, last night harrison ford was up there to give him the like harrison ford is on stage obviously they were in indiana jones 40 years ago one of the most racist movies of all time <laughs> so we got that full circle uh but no i'm uh, very happy very happy for him and uh he was very deserving and uh i i hesitate to say this but because of the award season is so long We've seen most of these people, if not all these people, give speeches already. And yeah. I thought this wasn't the best version of his speech because he's given so many of them. But yeah. it was still great. It was still great. It was the most impassioned of any of the speeches, I think, that anyone actually gave. It was like he, he meant it. He was crying on stage and everything. And I think it's still, regardless of how much they actually know that they're going to win or not, I think it's still emotional for these people. 
to well, it's the biggest it's literally the biggest award so like you know you saw the difference between uh, he was composed although he was obviously very emotional versus uh brendan fraser you could tell he had no idea he was about to win like yeah. he was on stage he could barely speak the person i was watching the oscars with was like does he have like a deficiency or something and i was like no that's brendan fraser he he's just, just literally stunned. did he's just stunned that he just won an oscar he had no idea he was gonna win yeah, like, I he think, had no idea. Uh, the thing with the the entire everything everywhere all at once crew, like most of them knew that they had it locked up. Except Michelle, yo, like that one was down on the wire either way. Mm-hmm. But um, it was more like a relief, like oh thank God I actually did win it. Everyone's been telling me I'm gonna win it for months, and I, I actually I did win it. Okay, like we're off the hook. It's like when you play like a, uh, you know, if you're a five seed and you play in the NCAA tournament, you're like, okay, we beat the 12. Thank God. Ooh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't want to sweat that one out any more than we had to. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, they were all just relieved, it seemed like. And then by the end of it, the Daniels were just like, okay, like, yeah, we've, we came we've up said enough. five times. Um, You've heard from us. So the biggest controversy, if you want to even call it that, I it, not a controversy, it's just kind of, I don't even have the word for it. Annoying a little bit to me. Yeah, it's annoying. Um, Easily the worst win of the night. (laughs) Jamie Lee Curtis wins for Best Supporting Actress immediately after Best Supporting Actor. They put these words right next to each other so that you just knew that that everything was going to win down the line. They just went back to back. So you're like, oh, so this is over, right? Uh, Before Regardless. before we do this, I just want to say that I think I speak for all of us. We love Jamie Lee Curtis. She is yeah. a queen. She is just Halloween, Freaky Friday. Like, Jamie Lee Curtis is great. None of this controversy has anything to do with Jamie Lee Curtis, the person, or even Jamie Lee Curtis's performance and everything, everywhere, all at once, because I think her performance is perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with the performance. Yeah, I she's think she good. does a great job in her role. It's just an oversight by the Academy. Because if you're not going to give it to Angela Bassett, which is which is obviously not what I would prefer, but fine, we don't have to give it to Angela Bassett. But let's give it to the person who was the actual best supporting actress in that same film. Yep. Like if right. we're gonna do that, then let's just give it to the person. I know that like and and I the reason why this discourse gets so nasty online is because ninety-eight percent of the people commenting on it don't actually watch the Oscars or care about the Oscars or know mm-hmm. how it works. But we this was not the first legacy Oscar that we've ever seen. It wasn't even the first legacy Oscar that we had on the same evening. So like yeah, all four this of happens. them were legacy Oscars in one way or another. Yes, but... this happens. Like they, they look towards the past. Everybody knows it. Okay. It's not a secret. So obviously Jamie Lee Curtis has never been nominated because she traditionally doesn't make movies. She makes genre that are, films. Can, yeah, she, she's a genre queen. She makes scary movies. She makes action movies. She makes comedy. She doesn't really make movies that are quote unquote Oscar bait, which kind of underlines the point of why it's so monumental that everything everywhere was able to be so successful because that is also not a traditional oscar movie in a lot of ways young directors based on memes and sausage fingers and uh, rakakui like that is not what the oscars <laughs> usually awards like this is the same oscar body that gave coda an award just last year like coda is a down the line oscar movie like moonlight is a down the line oscar movie right like everything everywhere all at once is from two dudes that were on YouTube too much and made a movie like, (laughs) and it's great. I'm not, I'm not, I love the movie. I'm not shitting on the movie. It's just not a traditional Oscar movie. So it is, it does. There's some 
there's some like poetic justice that Jamie Lee Curtis was finally able to win by being in a movie that Jamie Lee Curtis would have been in anyway. Like she wasn't, she didn't take this movie being like, yes, this is my Oscar movie. Yeah, this ain't the way. There are people like Brendan Fraser who take movies like Leo did it. Leo did the Revenant specifically because he was like, yes, this is gonna be my. Now you're gonna have to give me an Oscar. Yeah. Now you're gonna be forced to give me an Oscar. I'm gonna be inside this fucking bear, and it's gonna be gross, and you're not gonna remember this movie. But you're gonna be forced to give me my Oscar. Same thing with the whale. People do that. So Jamie Lee Curtis did not do the whole thing where she pick an Oscar movie. She's just picking a movie that's in line with the kind of movies that she makes. Uh, that being said, it's it's an oversight. It's it's just Jamie Lee Curtis's performance, while perfectly fine, is not by itself worthy of an Oscar. And if you, the problem is that you don't want to award the kind of movies that Jamie Lee Curtis has been making for the last thirty years, which puts you in a shitty position like you're in in this spot where you love Jamie Lee Curtis, you love her parents, everybody in Hollywood loves Jamie Lee Curtis, and now we're going to give her an Oscar, which, again, is fine in a vacuum, but what she really did was take away the Oscar from two more deserving women that were sitting there that happened to be women of color, which makes the discourse worse, and it just was a bad moment. It was just a bad moment. To me, the the argument comes down to, okay, well, it's a legacy Oscar. Well, wouldn't it be a legacy Oscar for Angela fucking Bassett? Yeah. Yes. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah. What are they've already who, who they've, they've already, already done this to nominated yeah who yeah. they already nominated she has a nomination under our belt we know that matters like because 20 they, years ago yeah we know that matters because people take that into account oh well you didn't get yours here let me Pass. give your yours now jamie lee curtis has never been nominated not to say that she hasn't made great films but it's not like she go down her list of her imdb it's not she's not like she's been in the greatest movies of all time yeah she ain't she ain't angela bassett like yes yeah. And look, Angela Bassett is in like 200 episodes of 911. So it's not like she's she's out here making high art all the time either. But I'm just saying she has the the if you want to talk about career length and career uh, uh, depth and breadth and impact, mm-hmm. she already has that. So the argument that like let's give it to Jamie Lee Curtis for the fifth best role in this in this movie is insanity. And on top of that, to me, I would have given it to Stephanie Sue just uh, over everyone. That's my uh, ballot who I would have given it to. She played 18 different characters in that movie. And was dope as all of them. Yeah. And I think she had the best performance of like, if you're just picking just based on the performance, obviously we, we just said legacy stuff matters, but if we're just going by performance, I don't even think it's a question that it's Stephanie Sue. I don't even think it's a question bro. Yeah. So giving it that's why I, I uh, people are understandably big mad online and while i i was irritated because it is kind of weird it's just weird and gross that they let look as soon as jamie lee curtis i know she didn't go into this thinking that she won an oscar but as soon as the narrative started that hey maybe let's just nominate her for a few things like golden globes campaigning. campaign started churning she was out and i don't blame look, her for that by the way no yeah everybody from that movie was outside for months yes. so i don't and that's like, why they dominated everyone yeah. loves them and they were everywhere together all the time like yeah no one so... none of them have seen their families in at least three months like they've been <laughs> right. everywhere bro they've been literally everywhere at every event every award show they've shown up they did the dirt they they, they did everything they had to do and so they were able to garner that success but i agree with what dex said this is the only one of these seven that they won that I took even remotely an issue with just because right. the movie's that good. And uh, it was also super dope to see the Daniels go like, see the, the, like one of the Daniels wore like a third, like a, like a bargain bin suit that he got from like, 
the a Salvation Army or some shit like that. Like those dudes are just cool. <laughs> One of them is up there talking about how he has you know like like self esteem issues. That's just not stuff that you generally see, and it was just really cool to see somebody different and different kind of movies and different kind of people get recognized. And that's unfortunately the only way that you're going to be able to keep people interested in the Oscars, other than a sickos who will watch it either way. Because you need to, you need to reward movies like this. You you, you just need to one. acknowledge them. Chalk up a win for the millennials, baby. We're here. Millennial movie nerds, baby. We, we got it. This shit, yeah. this shit premiered at South by Southwest like a year ago. And people were like, oh, this is the one. This is some this is some fire shit right here. We need to get everyone in the movie theaters to go see this. On Rotten Tomatoes. They rolled it out to like three theaters at a time over the course of like two months. And like it just kept building steam and building steam. Movie nerds were outside, like us, mm-hmm. being like, this is one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. I fucking love this. This is delightful. And it just, like, maintained that momentum for a calendar year to dominate the Oscars. Just all of us just being like, yeah, this movie fucking banged. Like, everything about this is dope. And I don't want to hear any hubbub about this, because what did y'all want? Y'all wanted the old people to take over, and y'all want All Quiet to win Best Picture? Yeah. Like, that's what would have that. happened 10 years ago. Yeah. Or Elvis, boo. Or Elvis, boo. yeah, like uh, a tar, tar would have been I, fine. Can I take tar would I? Well, no. Look, I'll, I'll tell. So, so why people are going to look back on this, and obviously, I think we think that Tar is one of is going to probably be the film that's best remembered for this. But I said this on a podcast, and I believe that y'all agreed with me that like it's the most cynical film of the year, one hundred percent. And we just don't. It just as time has shown since the pandemic. Uh, after the parasite win, it is tough to 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 give cynical films the Oscar for best for best picture. People want we, good vibes. Yeah, people want to be happy, uh, <laughs> and that's kind of what a twenty four is capitalized on. And people were like, well, "How does this happen? How does a movie, a genre film, a sci fi like Everything Everywhere All at Once happen and have the sort of unbelievable?" boulder rolling down the hill momentum that it has and it's not from and people well it's not from one of these huge studios it doesn't have all this money people act like a24 we keep saying it hasn't been outside for like the past 10 years trying They've to been doing this for a decade now like yeah they, they kind of they know how to run they already have another best picture went under their belt Facts. yeah so it seems to me that people need to start looking at a24 as the North star for this stuff, instead of being like, well, how did a 24 do it? Well, no, just look at like, they said, all right, people love your movie. Go. You know what I mean? Facts. So, I mean, Netflix anyway, has zero best now. picture and Netflix is huge and they have never won best picture ever. And I hope they never do. That's uh, <laughs> th- that seems like a lot of disrespect. <laughs> no disrespect. I hope. And you I fold. hope they never do. <laughs> I hope they never do. Fuck hope your business folds. I don't um, even think Amazon Prime had a movie that was like nominated anywhere near the big five awards. Like Amazon nah. Prime was just MIA from from the yeah, entire. They're, they're really focused on bag, they're focused on making Jack Reacher TV shows. Like they don't care. Yeah, yeah. they uh, they're just trying to be. They're focused on fucking sports streaming at this point. Um, <laughs> no, the but that is true. After we saw Apple, I mean, Apple with a. I mean, they just won Best Picture last year. Yeah. Or Apple won Best Picture last year. Uh, but A24 was the studio behind that as well, too. So, But yeah. Apple didn't have anything. None of the streamers really. I mean, I guess it's it's disingenuous to say that Netflix didn't win anything when literally 
all quiet on the Western front, which we'll talk about cleaned up the below the line awards. Yep. So they get to tout that on their flash screen that it won six Oscars or whatever it is. <laughs> um, but take your victory lap, Tej. What were you going to say? It's time to talk about Elvis, guys. Oh, now, oh, real, it, real quick, it, uh, before we talk about Elvis, it, everything everywhere all at once won every award basically that it was nominated for. It went seven for 11. So it won screenplay, motion picture of the year, achievement in directing, uh, performance by Michelle Yeoh in a leading role, Jamie Lee Curtis, sporting actress, Kiwi Kwan, which we talked about, sporting actor, and then best film editing by Paul Rogers, um, who somehow is the hottest editor of all time. His second and, movie ever, by the way. Yeah. And uh, so this is also the first time that, or second time that a person of color has won a best actress uh there was a good moment between michelle yo and halle berry on stage yep and we'll talk about i think we'll probably talk about michelle yo further down the line but take Absolutely. your elvis lap i just had to all tell right. you what all they dominated in so obviously i am as a certified movie boy sicko was very sad to see the fablemans and tara go over and triangle of sadness by the way which i haven't i watched uh after our last episode but i fucking love triangle of sadness it didn't win anything that's fine yeah. uh but I have told y'all from the goddamn beginning on this podcast that there are two movies that are going to be in the dirt when it was time to come to the Oscars. And those two movies were Elvis, which is ass, and Banshees of Inner Sharon, which is just okay. And lo and behold, <laughs> those films didn't win anything. Elvis especially didn't win anything. Austin Butler somehow coughed up a 37-point lead in the fourth quarter. I don't know how he did that. I don't know how that happened, but I was glad that it happened. And Elvis is in the dirt, dirt. And let this be a lesson to you, Tom Hanks, that maybe you shouldn't sign up for unserious cinema anymore. <laughs> and you should stop doing this because, Tom Hanks, your last, like, ten movies, if I read them online, are not great, bros. And I need you to get it together. And I don't hate Austin Butler. I think Austin Butler is going to be a star. I think he's magnetic. I think he's a great actor. I just didn't want to award him for being an Elvis. Now we never have to hear him talk like Elvis again. And that is a win for humanity as a whole. And I am happy for us. And, and it was a great, great moment in history when best uh, actor was done. And I realized, oh, shit, Elvis is going to go over. It's not winning no costumes. It's not winning sh no, no wake Set up. It's not winning shit. And uh, maybe making him appear a little fatter at the end of the movie would have got them award, except for another movie also made someone appear fat. And they took the makeup award instead. <laughs> so uh, ask, uh, Elvis is in the dirt. Yeah, uh, it would have been interesting. That was the one thing that it came down to, um, but it was best actor. Um, the it, it would have been. I know Dex doesn't like that award going to Brendan Fraser for the whale, but it also would have been like the seventh time in the last ten Oscars that somebody was awarded best actor for playing a, playing real, a real person. person? Yeah. So let's let's yeah, get that yeah. narrative out of there, please. Wait, thanks. What? is the whale not a real person? Like the the person that the whale is about is that not a real person? No, no. it's based on a play. Holy shit, that makes that movie even worse. I that thought it was about is, a real person. That movie time. is so bad, dude. <laughs> Fuck that movie, man. Like that's the only problem that I have is that like Brendan Fraser, obviously great in the movie. Congratulations to him. Legacy Oscar win. We talked about why that's okay. Whatever. But, dude, that movie just stinks. Like, I, and it seems like the people most passionate about Brendan Fraser finally winning an Oscar didn't watch that movie. You know what I'm no, saying? No, they watched The Mummy. <laughs> like, yeah. 
<laughs> I love the mummy. I too love the mummy. <laughs> like, you know, uh, our boy Garrett from Apollo Media, shout out. Uh, I was on the Oscars live stream with him last night. He was literally crying when Brendan Fraser won oh, because no. he like loves Brendan Fraser so much. He's like the number one Brendan Fraser stand. Wears a mummy hat like most of the time when I see him. Never watch the fucking whale. Oh no! Like, what are we doing? <laughs> I I didn't even attempt to watch the whale. You know what? Wasn't, it wasn't even good, on my radar. You know what? Good for him. Stinks. Good for him. Don't don't ruin. Don't, <laughs> don't ruin. <laughs> he won the Oscar. That's all you need to know. Don't don't ruin the image of him on stage with that Oscar for yourself. That's all you. That's it. That's fine. So, so yeah, that's my only thing. Like people can say what they want to about Elvis the movie, but you watched it and Austin Butler was dope in it. And like it's a much better movie than The Whale. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got on this podcast and said I actually enjoyed Elvis. Did I think that he was ever going to win Best Actor for doing a fake Elvis voice? I I was shocked when he was starting to get all that awards hype. But the the olds <laughs> got on were the deep. Olds. Look, bro, the olds were deep. Rami Malek still owes Bradley Cooper an Oscar, so I figured Austin That's Butler facts. had a good shot at it. <laughs> that, that is facts, no. I don't want to call out my parents on this, but they did text me in the middle of the night the other night. And we're like, Elvis is incredible. <laughs> Austin oh, Butler needs to win a needs to win an Oscar. I was like, well, they very oh well might. <laughs> I got I got a, I got a little bit uh, nervous, and Dex Dex was uh, was strong throughout. He was I told you he knew everything. Everywhere all at once was going to sweep. I started to get scared. Obviously, there was about an hour of the broadcast where. All Quiet on Western Front was fucking winning literally every award that came up on the screen. They were they were they went on a hot streak. They cut the lead to to, to seven before <laughs> we called the timeout. But when it really happened was when they got to adapt the screenplay, and I was like, oh shit, okay, this is not a below the line award. Like if they win adapted screenplay, All Quiet might win Best Picture. Right. But of course, that went to Women Talking, which I thought was a phenomenal choice there. Well, and sure. that's when I knew. That's when I was like, okay, Dexter's right. It, it we never had to worry about anything. They're fucking sweeping this shit, and and they basically did sweep all the big categories. So, so best original screenplay went to everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once, yep. uh, which shocked me because I thought if Tar was going to win anything uh, besides best actress, it was probably going to be that. And also, but Martin McDonough is a huge Banshee's been a like or not? He is. He, he wrote Banshee's been a yeah. He is a huge playwright and has won an Oscar. So I figured it may go to him as well but like you said they cleaned up there but yeah it goes to women talking to sarah polly who um great speech by the way yeah who gave a great speech gave one of the more impassioned speeches and uh she she i didn't know was like a is a long time actor yeah I, I don't know why i just didn't know didn't put two and two together like dawn of the dead like she's the main character in that and everything you know uh, go people will recognize her from but yeah Sarah Polly yeah, I was watching with uh, Garrett and Noah last night and they were like Sarah Polly the girl from Dawn of the Dead right it's like, really crazy what are you talking about <laughs> um, she'd also been nominated in that category uh, before for best adapted screenplay didn't win. really for what um, I believe a 2008 film don't I didn't know that uh, let's see no go ahead what did y'all Y'all saw women talking. Um, I didn't get to it in the theaters. What did you? It's it's pretty good. I I couldn't believe that they were able to bring like moments of jokes and levity to a movie with that kind of that subject matter. I could not, but I was blown away. 
Women Talking is a funnier movie than Cocaine Bear. And I, I'm not saying I'm not saying that in jest. It's I, I actually laugh more at Women Talking. I, but Women Talking is obviously a very very serious movie. But they were able to create moments between the characters that you were supposed to laugh at. It wasn't just like me being an asshole in the theater laughing. Like there are jokes in the movie, which is crazy because the movie is about maybe the most serious topic that you can come up with yeah. in a movie like literally about the plight of women. So uh, I just found it fascinating that it was written in that way and I, I thought the award here was apt just because of the way that it was written i was the opposite i thought that tar was going to win best director i thought todd fields was going to win there and then mm-hmm. everything everywhere was going to win best picture so i i, yeah, I the just daniels had been cleaning up the daniels had been cleaning up at the dgas and everything else uh sarah polly was nominated for away from her uh, best adapted screenplay in 2008 um speaking of cocaine bear uh, that was the only bit they did during the entire <laughs> show. They brought out Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth Banks with the Elizabeth with the Banks bear. with a with a guy in a bear suit, which was and way no funnier voice. than that that entire than that entire movie. Yeah, facts. <laughs> that bit was funnier than that entire movie, and I don't know why Elizabeth Banks had no voice, but uh, it kind of added to the aesthetic. Like maybe she was up doing cocaine all night. Like maybe. Her and the bear were just hanging out. I, I enjoyed it. You can pry this Oscar nomination out of my cold, dead hands. <laughs> also, speaking of bits, uh, how do we feel about uh, Jimmy? Is it Kimmel? This, this, yes. Kimmel? Yeah, we've yeah. gone this yeah. far without talking about it. I thought that he wasn't on screen that much. Like, no, he like, wasn't on stage. He really they, wasn't. They really took their time with like these nominations and really they would read out nominations two at a time, two at a time. And it was like he did his opening monologue, which was, you know, a long 14 minute opening monologue, which I thought was actually not bad. It's I think I thought it was pretty good, man. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I don't. I thought it was pretty good. I, I am sorry. It's me, traditionalist that likes hosts at these shows. Um, you know, we've said on this podcast in previous episodes that they don't need it. But I don't know. I like a guy getting up there and razzing famous people. Yeah. Uh, for not, me, the only thing I don't like about hosts is when they do the old, you know, oh, awards don't rich. matter. Why are we here? This is so dumb. I hate it here. Like, Ricky, the Ricky Gervais special. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Stop coming then if you don't I like did, it. I did feel like maybe some of the jokes were a little over the line, but not a lot. Uh, talking about the family trauma of the uh, Fableman family slash Spielberg family was a little <laughs> to weird. To face. To his face, I thought that was a little strange. Uh, the Tom Cruise joke was fucking awesome. L. Ron Hubba Hubba, that was fucking awesome. It would have been much better if Tom Cruise is in the audience looking angry because Tom Cruise doesn't seem like the type that would take a joke well about himself or his uh, religion or whatever you call it. <laughs> no way he would have said it if he knew he was coming. No, no way. No way. No way. I don't Tom think he would have said it either. Tom Cruise would walk up there and slap him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I thought Kimo was good, and I thought – I frankly thought, especially in that kind of middle hour of the show where things started to really slow down, where we're doing the technical awards, I thought they could have really used him a little bit more there. Uh, but, you know, I, like these things are, I enjoy the Oscars no matter how entertaining the show is. Uh, just yeah, seeing famous people and rich people. And we got Lady Gaga and Rihanna at the Oscars. Like, what? Like, there's nothing much more they have yes. to do for me. Like, Lady Gaga walked on stage in a fucking t shirt. Yes. Was like, All right. It's time to perform, and I was like, "This woman's a goddamn queen." That's after she walked flex. the red carpet in like the full like you in a, know in a dress gown. and makeup and all that. She was like, "You know, fuck all that. 
I'm gonna go back on stage and perform in a t-shirt and a Dutch braid real quick. Like <laughs> what bring the house down. A, she came on in the pack sun elite. Like <laughs> <laughs> ripped jeans. Like, yeah, just out here vibing, stripped down performance of like um, one of the the biggest song from the biggest movie of the year. I know a lot Gaga. of people like I don't I don't take the take or leave the uh performances of the, all the songs. Um I know there's a lot of people that don't like it. There's a lot of people that that's the only reason that they would maybe watch the Oscars, but like it does slow the show down very much to all five. There was six performances, I guess, if you count the in memoriam and it was just like, all right, like now let's take a break to, to sing a song. But also that wasn't the most egregious thing that slowed the show down. There was a weird ad break in the middle for Warner brothers. Thank God that you brought this up. I'm, this is this is what? nasty bro not only did we get a random warner brothers clip that was introduced by the way by margot robbie why are you having margot i know she's in barbie I and morgan freeman but morgan freeman and margot robbie are much better than let me go out to toss to the wb commercial but that's not even the what was the worst the worst was when they brought out melissa mccarthy and uh holly bailey yeah. to introduce a fucking trailer from the stage Look, I know Disney owns ABC. I know the Oscars are synergy, are baby. Put on NBC, ABC. That is nasty as hell, bro. First of all, that trailer looked fucking garbage. All right, looks and bad. I say that it I say that as someone so who's going bad. to see this movie no matter what. That trailer looked fucking garbage. First of all, second of all, put your trailer in the commercials like everybody else. Don't put, don't use these famous people and their time to introduce a commercial in a trailer. That doesn't even make any sense. I thought that was super nasty. I understand it's Hollywood. You got to make your money, but put it in the commercials like everybody else. And if we're going to do a random ad for Warner brothers, I guess, like, I guess you call that an ad. I don't know what the fuck you would call that. Are we doing that for every studio? I didn't Paramount. see an 24 commercial. Yeah. I didn't see a Paramount commercial. I didn't, I didn't see a Netflix segment. Like I, I, I found that to be so weird. And now that it's a precedent is every studio in a, in the country, trying to talk to the Oscars right now, trying to get their little two-minute hit for next year? Are we going to see 10 of those next year for every movie studio or every major streamer? I thought that was weird. I thought it was I thought it was extremely weird and definitely slowed the show down. We didn't need that shit at all. Margot Robbie deserved better than that shit. I know she's in Barbie. She had to do it, but fuck that shit. We're going to see Barbie either way. You didn't need to do that shit. It was, it was so weird. Like, now, a t- I thought, okay, are they doing a retrospective of Hollywood for all these major studios that are still around paramount columbia all those mgm which is now just amazon but like are we doing that for everyone nope just warner brothers Brothers made it warner brothers made it weird like if it was just if it was disney okay cool like y'all own this that makes sense but like to do also warner brothers it's just weird i don't get it well they didn't even do like this is a retrospective of Disney. No, it's just Warner <laughs> Brothers. Like tossing to the commercial, Teach. I know you didn't like it. You said it was nasty. It is nasty. It, I, I am so over. Like I'm just, I've become at peace with integrated brand content. Same. I, I'm just. I've become one with, with whatever this is that we're doing. Yeah. It. It's <laughs> literally like. Uh, Blade Runner 2049 like I'm just seeing ads no matter where I go it doesn't matter um, so that didn't bother me other than the fact that it, that movie looks 
garbage. Um, What's up with that movie? Why does it, it look looks so bad, bad, man? I don't know. Um, and I, I hate to crap on it before it comes out, but I don't, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, just a, just a, hey, we paid to have WB broadcast, but we won't like pay to keep TV shows on our streaming service. Nasty. <laughs> they 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 shelved Batgirl, but it's like, hey, let's put spend some money to get a, a little Oscar shine. I didn't, like, free release the Batgirl cup, bros. We want to see it. I, maybe it's bad. That I was a funny joke by Kimmel. Was that, that was it was joke. the only superhero ever killed by accountants? <laughs> <laughs> also, awesome. a, the Robert Blake joke got me, man. Ooh. Like, <laughs> Yo, okay, Good I don't know who Lord. Robert Blake is, so I didn't understand that joke. Who's Go ahead, Dex. he's an actor. Like he was famous. I guess he was like in the little rascals back in the day and like he was had in a the sixties and seventies. Yeah. He was and in, in was cold blood. Of, yeah. Got was it. accused of killing his wife, but got acquitted, but everyone still thinks he killed his wife. So, and he just died. Just died. I mean, he died like last week. And they're yeah. like, Jesus. Is he in, in, the, in the memorial. So yeah, was Jimmy he Kimmel in there? was like, you know, no. no, he wasn't. Jimmy Kimmel was like, yeah, take out your phones. You can text to vote. Should Robert Blake be in the in memorial? <laughs> Well, he was. Thank God he wasn't actually in there. Or that joke would have been awkward as hell. <laughs> in, continuing this, not to like bring bring that down or anything, but like Charlby is how do you, how do you pronounce her name? I Charl- actually Charlby Dean Creek. Yeah, Charlby Dean was not. Um, who was one of the leads of Triangle of Sadness? Uh, nasty, was nasty, not. Nasty. In the in memoriam, she died. I would say prematurely. At, I think at like thirty two. Yeah, she died uh, before the movie even came out. Yeah, before the movie came out, she was very young. Um, and didn't put her in there. It died suddenly. She was sick, and she wasn't in the in memoriam, which a lot of people took notice of immediately on Twitter. My only thought to that is that she wasn't because she was, I believe, British. If I'm not mistaken maybe maybe not but um south african south african okay my only thought is that she wasn't in the american academy yet by the time that she died maybe that's what they did that's my only thing that otherwise it's a terrible oversight by the academy yeah she's in your one of your best picture nominees like they that was that was a bit strange and by the way her performance in triangle of sadness is just great it is good what a That's a weird movie, but it. And that's how I. That's weird. how I found out she died. Like, because I feel like that didn't really get as much press as you would think mm-hmm. it would. But I watched Triangle of Sadness, and I was like, "Oh, this chick is really good. I wonder what else she's in." And then, like, I googled her and like, same. Found out she I literally died. did the same like, thing. What the fuck? Right after the movie, I was like, "Let me look at the cast," and it was like, headline, like, "Oh, oh, she's, oh, she's gone." Like, I, I was trying to look them up because I thought her and the lead actor did a great job, yeah. uh, but. They, they didn't win any awards and they didn't put her in the in memoriam so that that, that kind of sucked very strange um, yeah. to be fair to them though like like you said she probably wasn't in the academy when she died and also like they had a lot of people who died this year like a whole lot it, so yeah there's I didn't scan the QR code in the moment because I don't scan QR codes off my TV that's not a thing I will ever do but <laughs> if you uh, there has to be some data that shows that works. If you right? go online, like they had like the full like list of Yeah, if you scan the QR code, apparently you can see the full list of, of, of people and she was on the full list, but not the uh, televised list. Um but Lenny Kravitz sounded great. I I, I... Best performance of the night. 
Besides not to, not to. Speaking of which, apologies. I love everything everywhere all at once. It's a phenomenal film. Those people that got on that stage to sing that song sounded fucking horrible. That was terrible. It was awful. Like, come on, bros. Like, I don't like I don't I don't love the performances. Like even Rihanna, who's the sexiest woman I've ever seen in my life, was singing that song for Black Panther that I don't really care for. That song was up there. Like I just didn't care. Like I love seeing Tim's and Rihanna because they're just the two most gorgeous women I've ever seen. But that song fucking stinks. And I just these Natu Natu was cool. But if you've seen RRR, what happened on the stage was literally nothing compared to like seeing it in in the context of the movie. Seeing it in the context of the movie was mind-blowing just because of the stuff they were able to accomplish with the choreography and the dancing. And so just seeing people just like do a stage version of that was like the most unappealing thing ever. I would have had more fun if we literally just played the not-too-not-too not scene from the movie, which should replace these performances. But I know they want famous musicians to show up at the Oscars. Why don't we just bring them on the stage and then play the clip of the movie and or the song in context from the movie? Obviously, that's hard because not every song that's nominated is actually in the movie but not to not to is literally in the movie and is the best part of the movie just play the movie I i'm not gonna that lie to you the uh the not to not to performance made me want to go watch rrr which i have not done yet but like so well, you have to go see that shit. and that shit i will because that performance was dope as fuck and i was like i want to see what this looks like in the movie because this shit is sick like, i tweeted that last night that should have not to not to which did win for best original song should have won for best original song simply for the fact they used it in the goddamn movie use the songs <laughs> nice. in the movies what are we doing Facts, and we don't we don't need end credits like the Rihanna song is in the end credits. The the Bond song was in the end yeah. credits. They love to just toss it in the end credits, like oh, it's in there. And it's like no, if it's in the movie, it should get bonus points in bonus I'll, votes. If it's actually in the movie, I'll tell you what, I'll take a title song like James Bond, where they do the entire title sequences and they create something for the movie. Just having the title scroll on a black screen while lift me up plays. While the song no, plays. Thanks. <laughs> also no, lift thanks. me up is not good, but uh, that's, yeah. that's neither here nor there. Uh, that's true. And no, stop. So- look, all, all due respect to Diane Warren. I'm sure she's a great lady, <laughs> but fam, nobody is watching these movies that she's getting nominated for dude. No one has heard of these fucking songs. Like, why does like she keep getting nominated? Every literally I was year. like, I was like, wait, this song is from a film because I swear to God, I don't, I've never heard this of this movie and I've never heard this song we before in my life. Like ever. three of the most online movie loving people you will ever yeah. meet in your life. None of us even once considered watching whatever fucking movie that was that Diane Warren was nominated. I from, didn't know dude. it was a movie. <laughs> Tell it like a woman in 2000, a 2022 American Italian anthology film. Sure. Uh, I think nobody cares about that song. And Diane Warren gets nominated for a song every fucking year, and all of them are in movies. <laughs> when you go to box office and re- in critical reception, it is empty on Wikipedia. Yeah, because no one's ever heard of this movie. Because I think it's I think it's a plant movie. Because they were like, we don't have Diane Warren this year. They were like, ah, uh, just write anything next to her name. She'll just she'll just get up there and sing something. Um. So. Yeah, RRR wins best uh, original song. It should it should have was it nominated in best uh, foreign, foreign film? film? No, I don't think it was. It should have been. I'm it, what? shocked that it wasn't. Um, but were there any notable snubs for you? For me, uh, other other than what we already talked about, uh, best supporting actress. We already talked about that. 
snubs not nominated rrr probably should have been nominated like if we're just being honest with ourselves i guess dex dropped but um so if we're just being honest with ourselves that should have won uh no i think i think tar not getting anything is a tough look i i just it's gonna age badly it's gonna age poorly it's just it just will but i you know i had people texting me and you know because they know that i'm logged on to watch i'm watching if they're academy awards i'm in there but like i you know they they text me you're the movie guy like how the hell did top gun only win best sound um hold on yeah so they're like how the hell did uh it only win best sound and i and i just said it should have been nominated in several other categories including best cinematography which it wasn't shockingly I can't believe they didn't get a sun photography nomination. That's insane to me. Um, insane to me. But it also was bad matchups down the board for that movie. Mm-hmm. If you just look at mm-hmm. it, like we all love Top Gun. I I said it was my top film of the year. Uh, it literally saved movie theaters, according to Steven Spielberg. And brought America together. Yeah, but it just, when you look at the, the it, in its totality versus these other pieces of art, which I'm not saying Top Gun isn't. It just didn't stack up to what it was nominated for. You know what I mean? In most years, if something like that happens, Top Gun's going to have uh, a lot of support. But unfortunately for Top Gun, uh, everything, everything, all at once was the lighthearted, uh, good-feeling movie that brought people together. Like That movie was actually the one that got those votes for those people that are voting right. down that line. And so that really harmed them that everything, everything all at once was already in there. Obviously they made more money than that film uh, and they spent way more money than that film. But uh, that kind of split the vote in terms of the heartwarming vote all seemed to go to everything, ever all at once. And Tom, Top Gun never really got off the ground, no pun intended, with its Oscar campaign. And Tom Cruise showed up to a couple of things, but he wasn't outside like the no. cast of everything, everything, all at once. They were everywhere. Like They were literally everywhere. I think if Tom Cruise would have showed up, to more things but he doesn't put himself because of his weird past if we're just keeping it a buck like because of his weird religious affiliations and his weird presence. yeah and his presence <laughs> he's and he, he's very he whatever whatever um pr agent he hired post jumping on oprah's couch has got him <laughs> media trained to a teak so he does not make appearances he just doesn't because it's no, almost like no. we limit the appearances so so less chance he's less something chance we just crazy. limit it and and it's worked so yeah. far for it for rehabbing whatever presence that he had of, of being this 90s movie star that we that we knew to come, or came to know and know and love and now he's the biggest star again on the planet that being Deserve. said, he probably would have been nominated for several Oscars, and this movie would have been nominated for several more Oscars and one more than Best Sound if if he, if he showed, showed up. up. Some stuff. Because it, they like everyone credits it for saving movie theaters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. De- Dex, were there any snubs for you outside of uh, uh, Best Supporting Actress? Uh, I can't, I can't call it a snub, but I feel like. Kay Blanchett should have won for Best Actress. She I mean, she had she should have won. <laughs> it's a well should have is a touch. So should have. It's what like award. to me she's a. I'm so split on to this. me like her performance is better, but like I understand rewarding Michelle Yeoh for 
what she did and who she is and like the fact that Kate Blanchett already has two Oscars. Like I'm not upset about it because Kate Blanchett already has the two Oscars. Like she's stamped, she's certified, everyone knows what it is, you know. But man, I and she punted. Kate did. Blanchett is a queen. She read the the defense and she punted. She goes, There's this movie mostly full of people of color that's going to be highly nominated, and there's this talented force of an actress who happens to have a great performance in the center of the movie. And is the homie. Is nominated and like has never won an Oscar before. And I think that Kate did what she had to do. She showed up to the stuff. She kept her Oscar connects on her side. She didn't step on any toes with the with the with the uh with the committee. But I really do think she punted on this Oscar. I think she saw what it looked like. I think she saw what it would look like if she were to win in that Oscar and what that kind of media yeah, storm would be like. And that. she punted this Oscar. I don't agree with that. I, I definitely think that's what I she don't. Did. I think she I think it was an unforced error. I think she I think she punted uh You think she tried to win it and, and fumbled yeah. it? I think she punted. I oh. think she punted when it was you know when a coach uh punts on like I don't know the forty it was like yard fourth line. And three from the forty. <laughs> yeah, when I when <laughs> I can't when Matt Patricia would punt from like the forty for the Lions. <laughs> yeah, I think because look, if she wins, she has three acting awards. She is now Meryl and Streep. If she wins, she would have been deserving. Like she, the performance yeah. was there. She's deserving. She is now, like, she is now in the deserving. in the same breath as Meryl Streep, Frances McDormand. Uh, I know people like go back and forth on her personality, but I just she has three acting wins, so she's in the same conversation too as one of the best actors of all time. If she wins, it also cements that performance, which we all love, as one of the top ten performances of the past decade, if not top five and top 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 one for me (laughs) uh and i just think that it was an unforced error i think she kind of got up there and was thanking michelle yo in her speeches and then was like she wasn't that's on purpose she also (laughs) deserves to win to win these awards like you know she's showing too much humility (laughs) and it i like i just don't know if she actually read the defense like you said like that, like Tom Brady in his prime. It was like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to throw this one out of bounds. I don't think so. I, I think, I think like she, she knows like, that she's going to win. Like she has plenty of time to win another one. Obviously you never know, but like, I think that she saw what the potential uh, landscape looked like. And she was just like, I don't think that this is one that I'm going to push hard for because of the dynamics. I think the racial dynamics, unfortunately played a role in how she saw how hard she thought she should campaign. And I thought she tried, maybe it, maybe she tried to play the middle ground and it did end up hurting her. But I feel like she's, I feel like she's smarter than that. And it was more intentional than just like playing the middle ground. And I don't know. Punting on a best actress Oscar is a tough look, no matter like I mean, why you're doing it. I mean, when you true. have two, I mean, that's true. Like it's Yeah. But you have two and you are, Lebr- you are the LeBron James. You are the Giannis of your time. Like, you could get another one. It's just going to take the right director and the right script. And she's probably got four scripts sitting in her in her coffee table right now that she's like, I could probably, I could probably get nominated from this. I, I could probably. Also, do Michelle like, I have Yeoh had- is the homie. So, like, you yeah. know, like they they were. Although cool she did put out a Instagram thing that she had to delete that was like, "Give me my Oscar." Basically, yeah. she already has so Wait. many. Let me have one. Wait, I didn't see this. I heard about this, but I didn't see what it said. What did it say? Basically that. I mean, we're we're being facetious, but it, it was a it was a long 
paragraphs. It was a soliloquy of, of why I should win over Kate Blanchett on Instagram. Um, Ooh, and it was, she has look. a couple and I don't like, this is an award for, for, uh, women and Asian women everywhere. And, um, yeah, I, I'm very much paraphrasing, but it was like, it's my time now. And it's that I'm like, Whoa, there. like y'all have been cool this entire campaign. Now you're just throwing her under the bus. Kate, somebody came up to Kate and said, by the way, Kate, uh, of the 95 year history of the Oscars, two women of color, one woman of color before the Oscars have, has ever won best picture. Uh, or has ever won Best Actress, and Kate said, "Fuck this, I'm out. Yeah, you're not gonna make me the bad guy. <laughs> you're not gonna make me the bad guy. I'm sorry. I have almost. I'm not gonna be the face of racism. Approved right across the board. I'm not gonna be the face. That's Jamie Lee Curtis. I am not gonna be the face of racism. Put that on Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Let her shoulder that. <laughs> that's it's it's in it's incredible. It's like Magic Johnson oh, court vision. If that she all that, that's. <laughs> Because most people have been like, nah, nah, I'm getting it. <laughs> nah, but she was like, hey, when y'all are doing your uh, your Oscars recap, y'all not going to be able to say that I, Kay Blanchett, stole this award <laughs> from this deserving woman of color. No, no. Oh, <laughs> um, I do think that she had the best performance, though. Like, I, I, I do think that that is one of the best performances that we've seen in the last. But it's, it's tough. Because Man or woman. Michelle Yeoh, it's like we're sitting here going like, oh, well, she should have won. But it's like 1A, 1B. It's, yeah. it's not yeah. like Michelle Yeoh. It was great. Yeah, it's not like they gave it to fucking out of the Oscars. But she <laughs> went up like against, they gave it to Jamie went up against 94 Jordan, like or 93 Jordan. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah so it is what it is. Other than that, like the other categories, I was pretty fine with. It would have been nice to see Target a win somewhere. Cinematography, maybe, score, something. Hey, uh, you know what does live? My Babylon stinks agenda. <laughs> hey, relax. All right. Nothing. <laughs> Stop this. And they were making and Jimmy Kimmel was making jokes about Babylon yeah. too, as if it's not the peak of cinema. I didn't like that. Yeah, man. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, no way Jimmy Kimmel watched all of Babylon, by the way. Babylon should have won for score. I was very upset about that. But my my uh my snub was definitely close in best uh foreign film. I love close out of Belgium. I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was the best movie that I saw all five of the international movies. And all quiet's fine. It's nothing wrong with it. And I like hearing sci-fi noises over the war movie. That was fucking awesome. I feel like I was that shit was amazing. I, I was doing that shit for three days after I watched the movie. It was, it's hard not to. It sticks with you, man. It's, it, it's it's really good. It really sticks with you. And they put it at the perfect times of the movie. Like it just works. But I, I thought Close was the uh movie that should have won that award. And All Quiet was gonna win pretty much every below the line award anyway. So I would have loved to give close uh that win there but you know all quiet's going to be something that we remember i just are we going to remember all quiet more than we're going to remember 1917 no we're not because 1917 is a superior film i also saw 1917 in the the theater if i got to see all quiet in the theater maybe it would have had a different thought Uh, but like 1917 was it was an incredible cinematic like event it's a ride yeah and this was more i think about the just the horror of the story i think i think 1917 almost comes off more like it's weird to say because of the horrors that are in that movie but more of an adventure film because of the chase aspect of all of it 
Yeah. Um, but this is an anti-war. Like, All Quiet is a very, anti-war. very clear anti-war movie. And 1917 is not quite an anti-war movie. Nah. It, it is, it is 1917 not is much more dudes rock than All Quiet. Yeah. Hey, can you believe he yes. ran across all of France? That was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think... I think that All Quiet, um, I was deeply affected by All Quiet. I know there's a lot of people on here that are like, All Quiet is actually bad online. They're wrong. Um, I think they're wrong about it. I really enjoy that. I'm a big war film stan, though. So it's like, you know, it's you're asking the wrong person. But I, it is long, Tease. I did have to break it up a couple of times in my house. It's a, it's a very um, long movie. The the it's war tough ends. To watch. The war ends, and I looked. And I was like, "Okay, the war's ending. Cool, cool, cool." And then I looked at the little thing, and I was like, <laughs> "There's an hour left of this film. <laughs> yeah, like, what are we doing here?" And it was like, "Oh, we're trying to do it. We're down forty five, but we're gonna run the Hail Mary flea flicker play. God damn it, this is gonna go so badly." I would have liked it, it way more it if I saw it in theaters. Yeah, like, absolutely. It's a it's a tough hang at home. That's like, fair. I saw it at home too, so it, it's it's tough when you've had one or five drinks and all of a sudden it's like that he's drowning somebody in a puddle in a foxhole and you're just like oh god <laughs> also bro they like all those white people look exactly the same like yeah. it's so hard i couldn't it's tell so anyone apart, bro. bro as a white guy didn't know didn't know adam for me i didn't know anybody i was like who the fuck is this like have we met him already like is this <laughs> the only way i could distinguish is like if they had a mustache or if they didn't have a mustache <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i'll um, quiet on the west front is good and uh you know i'm glad it got the awards that it did it was but the other big winner on the night so let also me, I think glad it that it kind of stayed out of the way big dune vibes it's better than Dune, so you know if it we're is better than Dune. Talk about movies that won all the below the line awards. We can talk about Dune, but Dune stinks and all quiet is good. Uh, I, it won- I told y'all during the ceremony, I was like, stay, stay calm. Dune vibes, big Dune vibes. Everything, everywhere, all at once is still sweeping. Like, relax. <laughs> it won. Uh, it won four Oscars: best international feature, best Achieve- achievement in music written for motion. That's when I was kind of like, actually, sorry, when it won best cinematography, I was like, ooh, okay. Yep, maybe, but it also reeled off like four in a row or four of the bigger ones in a row. So that they kind of made the mistake of not breaking these things, breaking these things up with maybe an acting award or anything like that. Actually, Um, I think that was like, I think that was better because it made it feel more dramatic. Like, you know, because even like all of us, we were saying, oh, yeah, everything everybody wants is a lot like before the show. So, you know, having that little run of All Quiet on the Western Front, like, you know, kind of kept it a little spicy and a little bit of intrigue going into the final right. couple of awards. Um, I got nervous there, it, so they did serve that purpose. It won for best achievement in music written for motion picture, which we were saying um, it for just doing <laughs> just burn when that hits for the first time. Like it's just it's it's amazing, like, what man. that became a <laughs> it also went viral. It became a big TikTok sound for a long time. Also, they it played did? it. They played it at the Oscars last night, like a couple of times, and I was like, every time it scared the fuck out of me. I was like, oh shit, like, <laughs> what is going on? I think if we're gonna, it kind of sounds like the Annihilation. Like the Annihilation kind of uses similar. Like it's, it's so sci-fi, and just putting that in a war movie was just like extremely effective. The first time it dropped, I was like, oh, that's really like that's really dope. Like what a great thing to put into a war movie. It's a really 
spice things up. I thought that was a great decision. Uh, so it wins for best original score. Um, <laughs> poor John Williams, 91-year-old John Williams. They hauled him out there. He has uh, now uh, won five Oscars but lost 56. <laughs> God damn. When you say it like that, holy shit. He's the biggest loser in Oscars history, John Williams. <laughs> That's the youngest looking 91 year old man I've ever seen. So, yeah, he lost. Judd Hirsch looks 30 years older than John Williams, and Judd Hirsch is like three years younger than John Williams. Yeah. Um, John Williams loses for the Fablemans is interesting. I think if we're looking back on it, even though Babylon, um, that score is kind of a deconstruction of the La La Land score. Yep. I, that, that voodoo mama hits, man. That's, I, yeah, I, that's, I listened to that. That's the score I got of the movie. Yeah, like I, the other ones are not fucking getting burned on my Apple Music. Like no disrespect. No, as so, great as the all quiet score is, this ain't like I'm looking that shit up to listen to it. You know, that's that's the the, the weirdness that I was left with because all quiet was probably the most affecting score during a movie that I saw this year. That, that was like holy shit! I, I like every time they dropped those notes, like I noticed it every time, and it hit every time, but. The Babylon soundtrack, literally, I can put that shit on Spotify and rock that shit, and it's great, and it's it's just perfect, and it brings me to the moment immediately as soon as I hear that stuff. I also really love the Triangle of Sadness uh, score. It did not get nominated, but I love, love, love what they did with that movie. What a weird movie. A lot of poo, uh, a lot of puke, uh, which is definitely nasty, not my kind of hang, but outside of the puke and the poo, uh, for which happened for about 30 minutes too long. Uh, I had a great time. So, also, Tar not getting a nomination for sound or score or anything seems crazy. But I couldn't believe it was nominated for sound. I was in a movie theater, literally saying, "Why did this movie sound so perfect when they're going from quiet to the, the all of a sudden?" Lydia Tar is like, like hitting that you in the face with music, dude. Away, like, shit was amazing. I couldn't believe it didn't get nominated. It was for never going to win over Top Gun Maverick, though. I That's fine, but like a nomination, maybe. But it should have been nominated. Come on. Um, best cinematography goes to All Quiet on the Western Front. It was a weird category because it, you know, Bardo, Elvis, Empire of Light, a movie which, would, I mean, it's Roger Deakins, also a huge Oscar loser. We love, yeah. we love you, Mr. <laughs> Deakins, but also a big Oscars loser. Um, Roger Deakins. Oh, the Academy didn't even watch Empire of Light. They just said Deakins did. Yeah, it. Get him All in right. there. We got to bring it. Get him in there. Uh, they watched the trailer and they're like, that looks good. <laughs> this is great. Um, so, All Quiet wins for that. I said, it, of the ones nominated, I think it probably should have won. I mean, people love Tar. I, that also could have won. But just, why didn't we nominate? I talked about this when Dex was off. Why didn't we nominate uh, Top Gun? Why didn't we do that? They hate why? America. Because apparently it's easy to shoot fighter jets. Yeah. Like it's easy to just like present them easy and put them on film. Apparently, technology to go into these jets. Okay, but sure. They gave it apparently like a best visual effects nomination. So I don't know if that's like a. I get like there's not really any crossover between those except all quiet. So maybe that's what they were thinking. Like the visual effects are great, but not the cinematography. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, visual effects went to Avatar. Okay, cool. Moving on. Um, <laughs> yeah, we knew that was going to happen. That was the, that was, other than, uh, that was probably the biggest layup of the night. Right. Like they spent about 90 bajillion dollars on the visual effects in Avatar. I'm pretty sure they did that specifically. To get also, James Cameron couldn't be bothered to show up either. He's like, whatever. I don't have to do this. What a bitch. <laughs> I hate you, James Cameron. <laughs> 
Watch, you you ruined my life by getting your film nominated for Best Picture when there were more deserving Holy movies shit. out there, and you couldn't even have the fucking audacity to show up off your goddamn couch and your big ass pile of money. James Cameron, I hate you, brother. I hate you. I was so mad that he wasn't there. I was so retweet. Mad. Thank you for inventing Terminator Two. <laughs> no notes. No notes. Perfect notes. rant from Teach. Yeah. Well done. Um. Kind of a interesting. Uh, it was it wasn't an upset or anything, but it is interesting that uh, Ruthie Carter uh, wins for Black Panther: Wakanda Forever for costume Again? design. She, she wanted now she's yeah wanted, twice for the same movie. Black Panther one into. Yeah, thought it was awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. More Oscar wins than Tar and the Fablemans combined. Yep. That's crazy. <laughs> man. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I like Black Panther too, but. Tar is real. Fableman is real. The Fablemans didn't even get close to winning. Oh, it wasn't like, even. There were times where I thought Tar was going to sneak in somewhere. The Fablemans did not. The even Irishman close was to closer to winning an Oscar than the Fablemans. Facts, which is crazy to say, but true. Um, so best makeup and hairstyling goes to the Whale uh, movie that uh, Dex Boo. loves. Um, that's a na- that is a net. Na- I'm sorry. We need to not be giving the best makeup and makeup. Uh, Oscar to putting fat suits on people. I'm sorry. And it's literally just, that. just that one dude. Like no, <laughs> nobody else in that movie has any kind of crazy makeup and or hairstyling. It's just him looking fat. That's it. They were on the Black Panther suit set. They had to make 50 black people and 37 uh people that were that were underwater look like something. And instead they were like, no, you're gonna lose to somebody who just made one man. I'm fat. not gonna lie to <laughs> you. One. I would have given it to the Batman. I'm with that. Uh, nobody deserved an Oscar Nobody too. knew that that was Colin Farrell. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm, I am with that. That's true. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, a production design all quiet on the Western Front. We said that. Yeah, original I don't song. Know what production Nazi, Nazi. design means to be honest with you. So building the sets. <laughs> Great job. <laughs> building the sets and populating it with things that look like it belong. It belongs there. They did the I will give hell them out of that. The production design looked great. I felt like I was in the But trenches. did it look better than a production did it look better than a production design of uh when we saw Margot Robbie on uh, doing silent films and then doing sound films? I'm not so sure. Mm. I'm not so sure. Uh there was no you, underground fight club and oh, there was Club. Not. There was an underground fight club in well, certain movies. I mean, I guess I, will not name I guess them, the but. whole movie for All Quiet on the Western Front is an underground fight club if you talk about the fi- the trenches. <laughs> <laughs> It's all it's, it's all there. Um, Fair enough. Best documentary feature Navalny actually wins, and this is I mean I don't want to like end here or anything. We can kind of wrap wrap it up, but Navalny wins, which if you haven't seen it, is on HBO Max. I started watching it last night. I was so far behind in my documentary uh, watching this year, but it's the most topical outside of All Quiet on the Western Front. Most topical movie of 2022. Um, yep. It wins for best uh, documentary feature and the arrested man's wife who was campaigning against Putin is in prison. So they bring up his wife and kids to give a speech on, on the film. So that was pretty impactful. Uh, Decide what you want to think about the guy who they, the subject of the documentary, uh, but so far, the documentary is TG watched it. The documentary is good. Yeah, it's 
I just thought they did such a good job. He's a very complicated figure. And obviously, when you put anybody up against Putin, you're probably going to look good if you're being <laughs> in contrast. Yeah. Like in contrast, like it's going to make anybody look good. But they do a really good job of also highlighting the kind of other parts of Navalny that are not so pretty, you know, you know, sparkly clean. And I think that a, a real documentary has to do that, especially if you're going to tackle, uh, a, you know, a, a person like this who, you know, is going to you're going to be presented as the foil to Putin, but also we can also look at him as a complete person. I thought it was just really good. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So it wins, uh, of course, uh, Pinocchio wins and best uh, documentary short, the elephant whispers, which I believe is on Netflix uh, and best. There you go. Netflix. Yeah, got got like I have Oscars best live action uh, short film and Irish goodbye. Best animated short film, uh, the boy, the mole, the fox and the horse which is based on a book, but uh, I just wanted to say this. They didn't give it to My Year of Dicks, which is unfortunate. They should have. That's a mess. Watched, we should have been able to look back in 30 years. And probably never watching any of those. My Year of Dicks should have won. Absolutely. So they just had Pedro Pascal get up on stage and say My Year of Dicks. <laughs> Good for them. Greatness. Um, yeah, so that has been the 95th Academy Awards. Obviously, we talked a little bit about the show. It was... To me, at times it was boring. At, at one point, I did text. I was like, "How much longer is this gonna like?" Holy shit! Um, but we're not there. Us on this podcast, the actual movie enjoyers, are not there to watch and complain about the broadcast and the numbers that it gets. I had a also, time. if you complain about the Academy Awards and who actually wins the Academy Awards. 95% of the people that actually complain about who wins didn't watch the movies. I've exactly. just found that out in my real life. That's that is my rant, bro. That's what How I did this like. win? It I got $4 billion. Like well, look, <laughs> <laughs> there's this movie called everything everywhere all at once. And it was fucking delightful. It was so, fucking delightful. And look, bro, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you right now. I've seen uh, some of the contrarian takes being like uh, everything everywhere all at once is not even that good. Why is it winning all these awards? Uh, shut the fuck up. All right, <laughs> you are an unserious person, and we will not be listening to you. Shut the fuck up, go away. Everything everywhere all at once is incredible. If you say it's not, you're wrong and bad, and not a serious person. Wrong and bad. No, I don't know, Tej. Any other rants? Next, just be prepared. Next year, they're making a hard left turn in the other direction. The old people will rue the with the, the young people will rue the day <laughs> that they let everything everyone all at once with the Oscar because next year it's going to the most it's gonna old, be Oppenheimer. It's gonna be okay. First of all, that Oppenheimer trailer, which was played during the commercials where you should put a trailer, by the way, was fucking amazing. <laughs> I cannot wait for Oppenheimer. I can't Blood wait back I between that and June two. Oh shit, we are getting Doom 2 this year. They're gonna give it so many goddamn awards. Holy shit. We need Oppenheimer to be so good it steals all the below the line awards that Dune would get and Dune doesn't. Hey bro, best supporting actress for Florence Pugh, baby. She's coming back with a vengeance. Let's go. Let's fucking go. (laughs) No, so I just said they man, chalk one up for the millennials. They let these dudes that made a made a, an adult swim film fall ass backwards into a best picture, best director and best writing award. And look there, this is my final rant. There was a, a bad discourse going on last night about what the Oscars mean. And we do this every year. 
it essentially to me equates to stats on the back of a baseball card. It doesn't mean that somebody is necessarily better than someone else. Just like this whole MVP argument that they're having in the NBA currently, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that when you watch the things because you're in there, we're studying game tape on here. Um, <laughs> when you watch the film, it doesn't mean that Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert are on, are even on the same level. I guess now you would currently have to say, but even are on the same level as Akira Kira, uh, Kurosawa, as Quentin Tarantino, as all of these other directors. And there was bad faith discourse going on last night saying like, now, horrible faith now they are technically now they're better than all of these directors that don't have these Oscars. That's just not, that's just simply not true. And that's not now what they, we're doing here. That's not what we're doing here. We're awarding them for one film that they made one time. It's not the totality of a career that we are awarding here. And I think people make that mistake. Now we did say that people give legacy Oscars, but most of the time these aren't for the totality of everything that you have done. Otherwise we would have given the Oscar for best director to Steven fucking Spielberg. Like yeah. <laughs> it just is. They hit gold at the exact right time. They caught fire at the exact right time. And that's all of this is. It's like when somebody in baseball goes out and blows up and does steroids and all of a sudden they hit 45 home runs and won the MVP. And you're like, how the hell did that happen? You know what I mean? And then it goes down the next year. Daniel Kwan and Daniel Shiner could, I hope they do, but they could, they maybe won't make a film as good as this for the rest of their career. It is almost statistically improbable. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, but they, 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 it, it's almost whatever they make next, they should do something extremely small scale yeah. because, like, there's no way you're going to be able to, if you give them more money, they're not going to be able to create the same magic and, and create a movie that's as highly acclaimed, even if it's just as good there's going to be the backlash. There's always that backlash. But when somebody creates something that's so big and so monumental, so I agree. And it's like, I saw those tweets too. Like, Oh, they're saying these are better directors than Quentin Tarantino. No. Uh, Quentin Tarantino just now started getting nominated for his films because he just started making movies that didn't just focus on people's feet and have shoot them up, kill them up 90 minute action scenes. And I love Quentin Tarantino. So I'm not saying that those are bad. He's my favorite director of all time. But that doesn't mean the Oscars are, are like the Oscars are not the end all be all of quality. Babylon, one of the, probably the most fun I had in the movie theater this year. That shit didn't win anything, but that doesn't mean the moments still happen. I, I still it, it still happened. I still saw Margot Robbie give maybe the second or third best performance I saw this year on screen. It happened. Nobody can take it from me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really it's like the eye test. Like nobody's gonna go down down the line. I think in. 30 years or whenever this is and and we're going to be comparing uh, who knows we might be there young but i'm just saying right now the the visceral reaction to saying like oh now you got to put these people up there with uh martin scorsese what listen to yourself (laughs) please you know what i mean you sound foolish you sound dumb (laughs) yeah let's all let's all just relax we're just that is my rant. I here. just I don't complaining they about, the care about the Oscars tomorrow. Yeah. By the time we drop this episode, they will have stopped thinking about the Oscars, but we will not. We're already thinking about the Oscars of twenty. We're already in there. We're grinding the tape. Screen Locked six. In. We're already watching film, bros. We're already in the film room scouting. We for are y'all. getting Stephen we A. Smith's Oscar nomination. <laughs> <laughs>
Creed three Oscar nomination. Right. Uh, and uh, my uh, my last thought is, uh, I think we might have to start uh, bowing to our A twenty four overlords, bros. It's done. <laughs> they are. They are them. <laughs> I we've never seen this before. They won every fucking award. <laughs> they've somehow they've hacked whatever system it is, like you know, whatever new system this is post Harvey Weinstein, who was doing some nefarious mm-hmm. shit other than the crimes he was committing. I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> not take away the crimes, but I'm saying when it came to campaigning for Oscars, he was doing some real backroom nefarious shit like like anti-campaigning against other films, like anti-recruiting in football. And they've since put in, uh, I don't know, fail safes to make sure that that doesn't happen as much. Now we still had Andrea Riseborough like get nominated for an Oscar this year, but I'm glad we like basically didn't acknowledge that at all on this. Yeah, sorry, we had to do it. She was uh, she was there at the Oscars. Deck, did you ever watch that movie? Did you ever like actually go watch that movie? (laughs) Oh, Um, but somehow, all that to say, somehow A24 has hacked whatever new system that they have, and I think it's mostly just putting your famous hot people outside. I think that's really all it is. (laughs) Y'all get out there and y'all peddle these goddamn sob stories, okay? A24, call Brian Tyree Henry, make him a lead of one of your films, one of the he good was. ones. He got nominated for an Oscar. Start the Brian- yeah. Yes, that's Off what we need. Now we need to get him to get nominated for something that's actually good and people actually saw. That's all we got to do next. But he's already got the acting chops. He is him. He looks great at the Oscars. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry, I'm buying all the stock. I have already bought all the stock. That man's going to win an Oscar in the next three years. So, yeah, shout out to our A24 overlords. We We bow to you and your greatness. Congratulations to them, Killers of the Flower Moon. I think they're putting out with Apple, so that's probably going to win. Oh, everything. it's going down! <laughs> Holy shit! Are they doing that? I'm one? starting the campaign already. I'm starting the campaign right now for Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs> give it all the nominations. Let it beat the record that everything, everywhere, all at once just set. Give it, give it to everyone. I know we've already given Scorsese his big moment, but who cares? Let's just do oh, it again. Sorry, Let's do it, it is an A24. It's Paramount and Apple TV, but nah. that is going to, if it finally does come out, probably be the one that everybody goes back and looks at and it, it is let's just forget the irishman ever happened and let's do it yeah let's i do am it willing all. to do that willing to, i'm i am willing to make that sacrifice for martin scorsese <laughs> i know how much we all love the irishman oh. but let's just forget about <laughs> it and let's move on all right so the first rants ever went on on this podcast was i went to fucking hate of that movie <laughs> and people love it too they've gone back and it's like it's going to be a masterpiece and i refuse those people to are let liars. that happen it's so those boring people are liars they're lying they're lying anyway yeah, big snoozer anyway yeah so that has been a one take podcast over the 2023 academy awards 95th oscars if you will the colon everything everywhere all at once in your face uh <laughs> oscars So congratulations to them. We'll be right back here next March doing this whole thing all over again when uh, Air wins because they just premiered at the South by Southwest Festival. Um, So, guys, anything else? All right, we're good. You can find us at One Take Pod, One Take Pod on Twitter, One Take Pod on Instagram, One Take Pod on TikTok, where they were roasting Tej in the comments. Um, You post one video about (laughs) Kang. They were fucking you up in the comments. Uh, hey guys, Kang is a liar. I'm sorry. I didn't want a black man to lie to me. Either, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, 
can follow us on TikTok if you are so inclined before the U.S. government shuts that down. You can follow us uh, at Apollo HOU. I'm writing a Last of Us season ending review right now that I probably am over like a thousand words on currently. So it's it's, it's going to be in-depth. I'm going to post that tomorrow. Whenever you're listening to this, it should be up. You can find Dex's writing review for Creed 3. Uh, a review for Creed Scream 6, which, by the way, got shouted out in the Scream 6 trailer. Yeah, that shit was insane, dude. I still can't oh, believe that shit. Dex, you are really him now, bro. <laughs> you are really him now. That's crazy. That was awesome. Four stars, Dex Hinton. Yeah, dude. Avian Hinton, sorry for uh, Apollo Media. Fucking wild, man. But yeah, go check out Scream 6 if you haven't yet. Jenna Ortega is really I nice haven't great. I haven't yet. It's great. Uh, so yeah, you can find us on all that. You can find us at less underscore humble Tej, at Lord Dex Hinton at Royden Ogletree. Go download Slander You uh, for all of your March Madness coverage. Um, we don't talk about Baylor basketball or anything on this podcast. Don't worry about it. And uh, uh, thank you so much for liking, downloading, subscribing. Go leave us a review. Five stars on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Dex, what do we do? Hashtag Sports Forms Pew. I'm a good person. I'm a good person. Go check that out. All right. We're out. I made a bet that I forget my name by the age of 28. I can barely stay away. Cause more and more with every accolade, I get carried.